1: 2023. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, don't ask me how we got here so quickly, but here we are, sprinting into the third period of Q4 with 2024 just 26 days away. I certainly hope that you all had a safe, happy, and abundant Thanksgiving, and that you'll finish 2023 exceeding your goals for the year. I also want to take a quick minute here to thank Ashley Lozier for turning in a commanding performance just before Thanksgiving, because that episode remained at the top of the stack for not one, but two weeks, as I took a break over the Thanksgiving holiday. I also owe Ashley and her Blue Maven Franchise Solutions partner, John Moreau, a big Thank you for connecting me with Aaliyah Alston and Allison Adams at Icebox Cryotherapy Studios right here in Atlanta, where they were kind enough to treat me to some amazing techniques to remedy my knee pain. You'll be hearing more about that in the weeks ahead, as I'll be featuring Aaliyah and Icebox on a Rising Stars of Franchising episode in the new year. All right, so with all that said and just ahead of a quick break let me remind you to please visit our website at franchisetodaypodcast.com check out the expansive library of interviews my new blog post make suggestions leave comments and review what we do it will be much appreciated okay a quick time out and i'm back in two minutes or less joined by the very personable ron bender vp of franchising at threshold brands don't go
0: away Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors.
1: Franchisors of restaurants, bars, and grills, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you if you're looking to engage guests elevate profits and enhance your customer experience, Atmosphere TV is the answer. What's Atmosphere, you ask? Atmosphere is the world's number one streaming TV service for businesses, here to help you make more and save big on overpriced cable packages. Atmosphere provides you with a free programming option, bringing more than 60 ultra-engaging audio-optional channels designed to please customers and increase their average ticket. So, How does it work? Well, it's easy. Upon sign-on, Atmosphere sends you a free device loaded with over 60 channels of eye-grabbing entertainment. From news and sports to viral videos and fuzzy animals, every channel is family-friendly and designed to keep your customers happy and engaged. Plus, thanks to Atmosphere's 100% audio-optional format, the programming is perfect for any setting, no matter how loud or busy. So stop playing and paying overpriced cable. Go with free TV instead. Just go to Atmosphere.tv forward slash sign up and use the code franchise and Atmosphere will waive the usual one-time $99 activation fee for your free to stream device. Visit Atmosphere online at Atmosphere.tv and remember, use the code franchise to waive your one-time activation fee. Visit Atmosphere.tv to elevate your franchise's entertainment experience today. Ron Bender is an experienced franchise professional dedicated to helping people improve their lives through franchise ownership with transparency and positivity in all aspects. He believes that enthusiastic networking, a strong social media presence, dynamic presentations, and internal and external team building and mentoring help achieve top results. And he has a reputation for over-delivering on expectations in everything he does. Ron is very active in promoting franchising for veterans and members of diverse communities and he loves to learn from and to mentor others in the franchise community. He does so today as VP of Franchising at Threshold Brands, a highly curated collection of home service providers. Threshold's mission is simple to open the door to a better lifestyle for one and all they serve. Whether you're looking to repair, maintain, or enhance your home or property or to own a business that helps people do just that. Their family of brands is environmentally conscious franchisee and consumer friendly and places people and relationships first in all of the above ron bender welcome to franchise today
2: I am thrilled to be here, Stan. Thank you so much for asking me to jump in.
1: Rod. I remember who introduced us, but I can't remember how long ago it was. Do you remember who it was? I believe it was Ron Feldman. Yes, that's right. Woo. I think that was before Big Frog. So where does that place yes. us on the continuum?
2: That would have been either a Wireless Zone or possibly even Alpha Graphics. Why don't
1: we not guess? Why don't we do what we do every week and ask you to take us back to the beginning? of your franchise career. When did franchising find you, Ron? And what did that look like? Wow, 25 years ago last month, as a matter of fact.
2: I uh, My first career was retail multi-unit management. I was with a big, big company called Ritz Camera Centers. You probably remember that. Many of your listeners might also. And I spent about 18 or 20 years as a district manager, uh, Houston, Connecticut, Baltimore, and then uh, was director of marketing for three years for uh, this huge retail camera store and film developing chain. And then uh, I was recruited by a retail franchisor called Wireless Zone, which is a Verizon cell phone store franchise. I was recruited for my retail experience. They wanted someone to do operations and franchise sales as they expanded out of New England. So that was the end of 1998. And uh, I spent 12 years with them, had an absolute phenomenal education because I didn't know anything about franchising when I first got there, but I learned so much from them and from the industry as I was able to start getting involved outside, you know, beyond just the company. And my second uh, stop after uh, Wireless Zone, I was uh, with Alpha Graphics for almost a year. That was between some of their transactions with different private equity. So that was also a great learning experience, a bigger legacy brand, lots, lots more resales. I mean, definitely, uh, you know, managing a a smaller team, only about four people versus the 12, I think, that I had at Wireless on at the latest. After that year, I was uh, at Big Frog Custom T-shirts for four years. That was, again, another retail franchise. I, I certainly seemed to specialize in retail there for the first half of my franchising career. Great four years. What a great little life lifestyle brand. And then I went to a new startup. This was a company that had been franchising for years, but had just switched in the U.S. to a distribution model. And that was called Envirologic or Environmental Biotech. That was B2B service. So it was a, a new direction for me. I spent three years there until the founder decided that he was no longer interested in franchising in the U.S. and he flipped it back to a distribution model. And for the last three years, I've been with Threshold Brands, which is a platform company owned by the Riverside Capital Company, Private Equity. And we now have 10 home services, franchise brand. So I've stayed in service, uh, stepped out of retail for now, and uh, and things are building up. 10 brands and potentially an 11th brand coming before the end of the year. And
1: here you're doing purely franchise sales? Correct. I manage a team right now. The
2: team has uh, nine people, and that includes franchise development, marketing, data and analytics and reporting,
1: and then uh, franchise sales. I think it's pretty awesome for a guy like you to have made two stops along the way in places that enable you to dress really cool first shirts and now kilts, right? So
2: that's right. That's right. I dearly love being able to dress unconventionally and, you know, at big frog custom t-shirts with flip-flops and shorts as a standard uniform. That was absolutely fantastic. And now, as you say, one of our brands at Threshold is Men in Kilts, and I get to wear a kilt and uh, attract all sorts of wacky attention when I'm exhibiting <laughs> that brand.
1: So where was home base? Where did you start? Where are you from?
2: Well, I, I grew up in, uh, in Maryland, right outside the Washington, D.C. area, and then moved to Texas to go to college. Stayed there for some years when, uh, when I was with Ritz. Had a, a brief stopover almost three years in Connecticut with Ritz, moved back down to Northern
1: Maryland. And then I've been here in the Gulf Coast of Florida for 18 years now. It's funny when you talk about Ritz, it's almost something I forgot about the world of retail cameras and film. I heard the word film. Oh, my God. that yeah a lifetime got ago.
2: The, got the Wayback Machine going, haven't we? we? I, you know, we... that was a, a fantastic, a fantastic industry. It was so much fun. And just being able to learn about all of the, uh, all the different aspects of cameras and film and filters and
1: all the accessories. Uh, that was
2: a lot of fun. I enjoyed that immensely.
1: So tell us a little bit about Riverside and how long has Riverside been putting these brands together and which one was the first one and which ones were the add-ons and had that
2: well, in this iteration, Riverside started this group of franchises, so uh, we'll call it a platform company, about three years ago, and they bought Made Pro. Made Pro, at the time, was our and still is actually our largest brand, about 260 units today in the U.S. and Canada. And Made Pro had already started a second brand that they called Flyfo, which was outdoor pest control, you know, mosquitoes and ticks and things like that. And then Maid Pro had bought the rights to develop in the U.S. the Men in Kilts brand, which was a Canadian brand, and uh, it did uh, pressure washing and uh, window washing and gutter cleaning. And Along the way, Made Pro had then purchased the Canadian part of Men and Kilts. So it was those, those three brands, Made Pro, Flyfo, and Men and Kilts. So they bought that about three years ago and then uh, added on USA Insulation, which is based in Cleveland. They re-insulate older homes. They added on Pestmaster. They added on Sir Grout. They did a startup with heating and air paramedics and plumbing paramedics Uh, then they bought granite garage floors out of atlanta and the newest brand in the inventory is mold medics which is based outside of pittsburgh pa very very small just a a couple of corporate units and one franchise but they they do uh they do seem to love getting brands that are still emerging you know and being able to to really um put together all the shared services put together all their amazing experience you know riverside owned Dwyer group twice uh, before it became neighborly so they 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 bought it, they built it, they sold it, then they bought it back, built it again, and sold it again. So they are very, very well-versed in building platform companies and being able to sell them
1: to uh, benefit their investors. Such an amazing change over the last 20 years when private equity, I guess, with Rourke Capital, I date that back to maybe 03 or so when it all began. Yeah. And and then we saw focus brands become the portfolio of several of the brands that Rourke brought together. Now we're seeing, again, like, 20 years later it's not just Riverside the private equity company bringing brands in they're actually building an umbrella of brands managed by threshold brands so what does that all look like on a whiteboard how do you manage that infrastructure how many layers are there and who knows who's rolling up to who and how
2: yeah it's uh, it's a it's definitely a a wider and taller format now so we have we have a an operating partner with Riverside and he guides our CEO and our C suite to make sure that they understand the larger view. The CEO is responsible for the entire operations and profitability of of the threshold platform. And to help him, he has a CFO, a COO, a chief legal officer, and a chief revenue officer. And the chief revenue officer manages call centers, and uh, Frandev and all of marketing, consumer and franchise development marketing, and then each of the departments under those people have their own teams. I run the Frandev team, which, as I said, has nine people. The marketing team probably has twelve people, and then the call centers. You know, if you just count the the management of the call centers, that's two people, uh, three people rather, and then of course all of the call center team, which is remote now after COVID, used to be headquartered at our corporate office, the Threshold office in Boston. But yeah, it's a pretty big. uh, pretty big group now, and it keeps on getting bigger. Every time we buy a brand or we acquire a brand, there's a brand leader who runs that brand and is responsible for the growth and the Operations and the profitability,
1: of course, of the franchisees in that brand. There's all the support
2: teams under them. It's just,
1: it's amazing. So, what do the operations look like, or even the brand dev look like? Then, are you selling across all of these brands?
2: Well, I work across all the brands, and my marketing team and the data analytics and reporting uh, director work all brands. And then each of the franchise development sales managers works one brand, or in a couple of cases, two brands. So that they, you know they they are the experts on the brand. I can uh, certainly talk all the brands. I could, uh, you know, I work with the broker networks and all through the franchise industry as the primary liaison between Threshold and uh, the rest of the industry. So I educate the brokers on all the brands, but characteristically a franchise sales manager is more an expert and they
1: uh, they work with the candidates to get those candidates educated correctly. So with somebody with the ground floor view that you've got, what do you see coming? I mean, how quickly are we going to see franchising become something much bigger and different than it was? when it was a single brand with a single CEO and a, and a single team of people heads down operating inside that one brand. We've seen multi-unit growth on the Z side, but I've not seen this kind of consolidation on the Zor side ramp up until close to COVID time. And now everybody's hitting the gas. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, I'll tell you, it's it's going crazy. When I When I go to an event, You know, I've been to a lot of the franchise consultant conferences here recently, the last uh, several months, and it's astounding. There are huge uh, groups, these platform companies, you know, of course, Neighborly's there with uh, their 20 something brands and authority brands and Threshold and now Empower and horsepower and oh my gosh and then of course there's the big fso's and uh, you know they're not they don't own and operate these uh, brands that they rep but they do consolidate a lot of the franchise sales and the marketing and and a bunch of the other uh, services there so i mean the whole industry has changed nowadays it seems it's unusual for a single brand operation. You know, you don't see a lot of those out there. And uh, when you do, you wonder, are they still able to provide the same type of support that they might have three or five years ago back when everybody was just a single brand or most everybody was a single brand operator. But uh, yeah, uh,
1: I mean, the landscape has changed amazingly already. So how do you differentiate yourselves from the empowers and the horsepowers and the neighborlies. What's the point of differentiation in terms of dealing with your family of brands versus theirs?
2: Well, you know, in some cases, it's the amount of opportunity. And what that means is some of these mature brands just don't have that much white space left. Now, I'm sure that the private equity firms, when they've determined what to invest in, they probably chose the ones that had enough white space for their own specific goals. But you look at Neighborly, they've got so many very mature brands that there isn't a lot of opportunity left, whereas I have a very clean slate for many of my brands. And uh, that's so that's a big, big way. We also try to kind of focus on the ability to cross market between our different franchise brands. We've got a residential cleaning company of Made Pro. And anytime one of the cleaning pros is in a a home, they're going to Uh, maybe see something about, well, the outside of the house needs to be cleaned, or maybe there's a mold problem or a concern with allergens or other health issues inside the home, or they can actually bird dog these potential opportunities for our other franchise brands. I think uh, Neighborly is really setting the pace as far as how to do that, how to get more people into more of their franchise businesses as consumers. So that's one way. I think another way is relationships. One of the things about this industry that I dearly love, I guess I probably shouldn't call it an industry, the franchise community that I really love is that it's so relationship focused. And when I get to work with franchise consultants, the relationships that we've built over the years are what gives me the opportunity to get in front of them a little bit more often, maybe than some of my competitors. But with franchise candidates, a lot of it is here's how we're going to support you. Here's your opportunities to work with our other franchise brands on cross marketing and promotions. And here's opportunities for you to personally grow into additional brands rather than having to experience expand solely geographically, which might be a little tougher to manage. You can expand in your existing footprint and just add on a couple of different brands and leverage your great relationships with your existing
1: customers. That's a terrific opportunity to focus on. Tell you what, why don't we grab a quick break? And when we come back from that break, let's talk a little more about who some of those people are and how they're finding you, how you're attracting them, and what kinds of opportunities are up for grabs. We're talking today with Ron Bender, Vice President of Sales for Threshold Brands, a family of 10, could be more than that by the time this hits the air. We'll be right back with Ron Bender at Threshold Brands. Don't go away.
0: Franchise Today, we'll be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors.
1: In today's world, franchisors must apply systems that manage and support all aspects of franchise relationships, whether it's supporting prospective franchisees on their discovery journeys or getting units open and properly supported, whether it's managing legal compliance and royalties or managing franchisee location and ownership information. I'm talking about FRM solutions and the power of one, one system, one tool that manages it all for multiple stakeholders across a single brand or across an entire enterprise for multi-branded portfolio companies. Yes, a single instance of FRM is all it takes across departments and across brands. One system providing a single source of truth that will push pull and integrate with data from other sources. Plus, FRM offers dynamic and comprehensive dashboarding and robust reporting with customizations available across all departments and brands. So, replace inflexible take-it-or-leave-it platforms with a more personal approach and satisfy the needs of many with the power of one FRM solutions, the only one that lets you have it your way. Visit frmsolutions.com to learn more or To order up a demo today. And my conversation with Ron Bender, VP of Franchise Development at Threshold Brands continues. Ron, how do you manage 10 plus brands when you've got a candidate that may be coming to you? Say you call out Cleveland. Somebody's coming to you for Cleveland and wants to talk about USA Installation, and perhaps you're sold out in Cleveland for USA Installation. Does a conversation let that candidate know that there's maybe some other brands in the inventory? How much do you cross-pollinate those conversations on the front end?
2: That's a great question, uh, Stan. Thanks for asking it. And and we absolutely do. That's a very, very normal, specific situation that we fall into. When, um, when candidates come in over the Threshold Brands website, which is just one of our, obviously, many, many websites, they come in and they characteristically are looking at more than one brand. There was a lot of similarities between these home services franchises, so they might pick two or three or even five that they think might be of interest. When they come in over a specific brand website or they come in uh, as a territory check from uh, one of the consultant networks, then the first thing we do, of course, is we check the availability in their market. And many, many times there's no territory available right where they live or, or no territory within a drivable distance for them to manage. And what we do is we try to educate them. On the candidate side, we'll say, you know, that brand is sold out in your market. We do have opportunities with these brands. The ones that are most similar to what you had asked about are this and this. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll send out information on all the brands, very general, very basic information on all the brands, just to see if any one or more of those brands sparks their interest. And then
1: we'll deep dive on the brands that uh, that might fit the bill. Do you pre-package any of your offerings? Are any of these brands more compatible with one another than some of the others, maybe?
2: Yes, we really don't prepackage. We felt that it would be smarter for someone to start and build and get comfortable with one brand, show some success, and then do an add-on. But we have two that I'll call the trades, hating and air paramedics, and we have plumbing paramedics. So that's a very, very logical expansion from one to the other. But we've also learned that the newest brand, Mold Medics, is a is a slam dunk for adding on to either of those two brands because mold often happens when you're working with plumbing, you know, when you're in in an area that has gotten wet multiple times, from a plumbing leak or something, obviously you've got a concern about mold, but also uh, we focus on indoor air quality and the heating and air paramedics have a, have a pretty big aspect of uh, indoor air quality as well. And then when you look at made pro men in kilts seems to be a, a terrific add on, you know, indoor cleaning, outdoor cleaning seem to fit. But without a doubt, any and all of these brands can be operated starting with one. We've got some USA insulation franchisees who are expanding into heating and air paramedics, especially since they're insulating homes to save people money on their utility bills. Well, the utility bills come from heaters and and air conditioners. So that's kind of a, a a quick, easy flip. And then Sir Grout and Granite Garage floors are very similar. One is indoors with tile and stone and one is a garage and concrete floors and stuff. So there's a lot of similarities between the brands and it's, I think it's pretty easy to add on really
1: any of them onto the others. And what about the owners of these franchises? Are they tradesmen themselves or are these people who are business people and employing tradesmen to do the work of the franchise business?
2: Well, characteristically, and I'll probably say preferably they are business people. They're, they're folks who, have the ability to have the vision or share the vision, and then to hire the right team to do the work and then uh, to motivate and manage and mentor those people. But we also have a conversion program with many of our brands. So we might find someone who started their own plumbing company, and they're going to convert it into a plumbing paramedics, or they started a pest control company, and they want to add on the capability of doing government contracting. So Pestmaster seems to be a great step up. But even so, even with the most of the conversions, the franchise owner is not generally the one who holds the license and actually does the work. You know, they're not, and, and we certainly don't want a franchise owner turning a wrench. We want them to be building the business and hire people who can do a great job turning that wrench. How large are your territories? Uh, they, they vary for each of the different brands, but uh, for many of them, they're around 250,000 population. And then some of them we, we uh, set by households with a specific income level. For example, Made Pro is 45,000 households with a minimum annual income of a hundred thousand. It's not an exact science. You can obviously tell that a household income of a hundred thousand dollars in Mobile, Alabama is quite different than it is in Boston or Chicago or Los Angeles. But uh, the people who actually run it are the ones who determine what the size of the territory should be. And to tell you the truth, we've been enlarging our territory sizes here over the last few years. As we've realized that the businesses change and uh, sometimes we've raised the income level, sometimes we've just increased the number of those households, but we try to make sure that A single territory is enough to provide a good living for someone and that it can make sense for them to actually manage and service all the uh, potential residents of that territory.
1: So in this post-COVID world where nobody wants to work anymore and all of your brands are labor intense, it would appear, what do you guys do to help your franchisees recruit people that come to work every day to fulfill the jobs that are out there for them?
2: You know, somebody smarter than me, before COVID, actually, we recruited a gent who ran his own recruiting firm. He is just an absolute amazing guy. He happens to live in Tampa. He's just a specialist in recruiting and retention. And uh, his title is Franchisee People Operations Manager. So he provides our franchisees and all the brands with all sorts of tools and programs to help them recruit great people. And then he coaches and trains on how to build a culture internally in your franchise that helps you retain great people. Um, And then we've also got uh, terrific outside vendors, not only CareerPad and all those guys who help us actually advertise to find the right people, but we've got software programs that manage the entire employee recruiting process. We've got vendors that offer benefits and payroll services and even third-party recruiters that help us find licensed tradesmen for those brands that need uh, at least one person licensed in the, uh, in the operation. So, and we've, we've done a great job. We've uh, The folks internally have built a terrific learning management system. We've actually learned over the last couple of years that employees love having a career path and some growth opportunities, but they also love learning. And these classes and courses, there's hundreds of them in our LMS and the folks get to learn not just the, the parts of their own job, but they get to learn things that make them more valuable to us, to the franchisees, and uh, that make them more marketable. And uh, surprisingly, that has not increased our turnover. It's actually decreased our turnover. It seems that people love to learn more and become more valuable.
1: Is there any concern of the joint employment in that you're getting overextended or over-involved into the role of training the franchisees?
2: People? Well, we're very, very careful to not mandate or set up programs that specific employees of a specific level must complete. We don't do any of that. We certainly don't have any part in decisions about employment or compensation, anything like that. We advise and we coach, but we don't get in on the ground floor, which I think is uh, is keeping us safe. But the opportunity to offer courses and classes and exterior, let's call it training, where it's not one of our team physically doing a training class for an employee of a franchisee. That seems to keep us far enough away from the joint employer
1: aspects that it's not causing us grief yet. What are you seeing from the prospect pool in terms of a difference in the profile of people that you're talking with today versus COVID days?
2: You know, I'm not hearing the words essential services anywhere near as much as I did back in COVID. People were more focused on what if somebody tells me I can't operate my business back then, and, and we're really not seeing that much now. But I think Our candidates are a little bit better funded coming in now because the higher interest rates are scaring off some of the people who don't have a specific amount of funding that they can walk in with or uh, the ability to leverage their 401k program or family money or something like that. And then the other thing is, you know, there's, there's a few questions that every franchise candidate is focused on. They obviously want to know how much money they can make. They want to know how much it will cost to get into the business. But that third question is usually, how am I going to find my employees? And then the fourth question, which used to be the third, is how am I going to find my customers? So they're certainly focused on the same basic things, but finding staff members is definitely a much, much higher focus. And we've got a great story
1: to tell at Threshold Brands on that. So we're very happy with it. Before we get to my last one or two questions, what about corporate benevolence? Franchising is so famous for giving back. What is Threshold Brands Pet Charity? if any, or do you leave that to your franchisees?
2: Well, um, we actually are very, very focused on veterans. As you know, I sit on the uh, executive committee of the VetFran program. That's something that's very near and dear to my heart, but we also provide tremendous opportunities for our franchisees to give back. And we take part, of course, in franchising gives back all around the country. But we, rather than having one corporate charity where we do a match, we work with the local franchisees and in some cases, regional franchisees so that they can give to Something that matters most to their community. And then we participate
1: uh, at all levels uh, as much as we can. Ron, toughest question of the day. What haven't I asked you that you wished I did? Wow. That's a good one.
2: Well, I think people are the absolute most critical part of business and especially in franchising. I know that one of our big concerns at Threshold is with 10 brands and potentially a lot of additional brand growth. We know that we're going to be bringing on additional people, but we want to keep the important people, the producers, the folks that make our franchisees successful and keep our franchisees happy. We want to keep those folks in place and build on those relationships and then trust those people to empower the people under them to build those same relationships. I've seen in the past that a franchisor loses touch with their franchisees. They might be because of turnover or or not consistency in the leadership team or whatever, but I think that's the death knell of a franchise. If you don't have the relationships with your franchisees, gosh, you never know what's going on. And I don't think you can react quickly enough to make things work right. So on my end, I think the most critical thing is relationships and people and having the right butts in the right seats and keeping them motivated and building and growing. You could not have said
1: that any better. And it's as true as true can be that second to money, the most important critical aspect of a franchised relationship's success is its culture. And you just described why that is what it is. Ron, have that some contact info for the audience that wants to find you again.
2: Sure. I am very easily found on LinkedIn. I am Ron Bender on LinkedIn. You can reach me at rbender at thresholdbrands.com and my mobile always with me, 941-465-1944. As you know, Stan, uh, like you and and like many of the folks in our community, uh, we're all about giving back. So I'm happy to speak to people. If I can be of assistance, if I can uh, give advice or connect someone with someone who can give better advice, I am absolutely thrilled to do that at any
1: time. Which is why it's no surprise, talking about LinkedIn, that 1,636 is the number of first-tier relationships you and I share. Isn't that amazing? No surprise to me, my friend. (laughs) Listen, I appreciate you putting up with my fall allergic voice today, scratchier than usual, but this has been a ton of fun and I'm happy we got around doing it and I'm looking forward to seeing you out there on the road and I won't be wearing one, but I'll be looking for the guy in the kilt.
2: Thanks again, Stan, for having me on. I love being on the Franchise Today podcast. Obviously, your Franchise Today
1: listeners are the most discriminating folks in the franchise community. So thanks again. Checks in the mail, my friend. Ron Bender, (laughs) Vice President of Franchise Development at Threshold Brands. Thanks for being here. Well, that does it for today. Next week, we'll be romping and rolling with the husband and wife team of Babs and Michael Barnett, franchisors of Romp and Roll. Please remember to drop a review or guest suggestion at FranchiseTodayPodcast.com. It's always great hearing from you. Until next time, I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out.